0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Paul, Paul, what day is it, sir? Why, it's the sixth day of uh, New Wickenhams. You wrecked it. You wrecked it. I set you up for that perfectly and you wrecked it, Paul. No,
2: you ambushed me with Dickensian nonsense. You put your (laughs) hand on my shoulder and went, I've got a great idea for an intro. Do you?
1: It's the sixth day of Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, which means we are halfway through this epic undertaking that is the 12 Days of Dishmas, where every day we release a mini Christmas episode straight to your podcast feed. And today we have an absolute ripper of a guest, Paul. Do we? Stephen- He is going to listen to this, so be kind.
2: Yeah, well, Stephen Barjo O'Donnell is a man of many talents. Offhand, I can't think of too many, but I'm sure he has them. <laughs> Co-host oh. of ABC's iconic gaming show, Good Game, for many years, he's since gone on to become a prolific Twitch streamer. He created and played the lead in the kids' sci-fi adventure series, Trip for Biscuits, was a regular on Huvians, and his most recent screen credit, according to Wikipedia, is for playing an enthusiastic jazz dancer in the ABC New Year's Eve special, which I don't think he'll be putting on his CV. Please welcome the genuinely wonderful Bajo. Bajo, welcome to Dish Island. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's not Christmas yet, but one of the things we wanted to ask you was, you are a professional gamer, Mm -hmm. and uh, gaming (laughs) is like working in the salt mines. You are hunched over, sweating in a dark space for prolonged periods. Yeah. I mean, I'm already doing that. The gaming is just a bonus. 100. percent Yeah, <laughs> you actually—you're the only one who will actually fit into those tunnels because you're re- You're already hunched. But what I wanted to do was figure out what—where does that leave room for food? What is—what is your relationship with food like as a gamer? And are the misconceptions true? Uh,
0: yes. Well, yes and no. Um, so my relationship with food has been atrocious for most of my life, and it, you know, it all started when I was a little kid. Um, I, I couldn't leave the dinner table until I'd eaten all my food and the only reason I wanted to leave the dinner table was to get back to my gaming so oh. here I am sitting on this little Mega Drive or Master System or Atari back in the day uh, hating every moment of dinner with my, my awful father and then, and then wolfing it down and even today when I'm, when I'm streaming I usually eat a snack on stream much to the horror of my audience because I eat, I eat like a duck who has
2: no time
1: I've eaten with you, and it's 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 an event. Like it's a whole situation. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on.
2: You're it's like, an this, event. No, listen. This is an audio format, so can you describe just as coldly and clinically as possible how you eat that is so different from how other people eat?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I guess it, I mean it does depend on the food, of course. That the key thing is speed. Just as fast as possible, get it in me so I can get back to my call of duty. So I I dislocate my jaw by five centimeters and then I just push. I push and breathe through my nose and, um, and then it's in and then I move on and then I have a little mini crash for about 30 seconds, depending on the number of chippies uh, and the amount of carbs, (laughs) and then I'm back, baby.
1: (laughs) It was was such a thing, Paul, that I, over this one meal I've had, the one and only meal I will ever have with Bajo, (laughs) I really needed to go to the toilet the Uh whole time, but I knew that if I left the table, he would eat all the food, so I just held on because I was like, I've got a small window to nourish my body before he just starts going... I mean,
0: Tegan, that's a symptom of being at the ABC, though, and, like, the the food that is there. If you don't get it quickly, Kerry O'Brien or someone's going to come in and take (laughs) it. And bloody Jimmy Giggle's gonna slip on in and, uh, you know, take what he can. It's, it's a, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a madhouse of hungry people, um, with government funded biscuits. No! They took our biscuits away! We had biscuits for the first few years of, of Good Game. And then they took them away and there was, there was a riot
2: in the office. What I'm getting here is, first of all, a picture of the squalor and decrepitude that is our national broadcaster in their food mm-hmm. budget. But Accurate. Primarily, I find it interesting that you seem to describe food and other things as an impediment to gaming. Everything seems to be in the way of gaming. Is that fair?
0: That's accurate, 100% fair. Um, Gaming comes first. I've got a lot of gaming to do. I can only fit so many gaming hours into my life because of how tired my eyes and back and neck and glutes and brain gets. (laughs) So I've got to make those hours count. And um, yeah, food has always just been around that. uh, Growing up, uh, uh, you know, living on my own, Week to week, you know, not earning very much at the start of my career or nothing even. Um, it was mostly rice and making spaghetti bolognese. Remember the first time I made spaghetti bowl? I didn't use a recipe, you know, because it was before the internet or at least the internet was basic at the time. Uh, it was just spaghetti that I boiled and I just put tomato sauce on it. And I thought, this is bowl. This is spaghetti bolognese, right? And it did not taste like how my mum used to make it. Because oh. you need meat. You need mince in there, too you know, or other things.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling, I mean, I've always had this overwhelming feeling of sadness whenever we hang out. But it's yeah, it's just, um... yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's, There's lots of layers to the sadness. <laughs> but, but the thing is,
1: I you've moved to Adelaide and so we haven't had the opportunity to hang out since, well, the last time we hung out uh, this crazy thing called COVID was happening in China, and people were talking about it, but it wasn't really a thing. That's yeah. the last time I saw you because then COVID happened. But in that time, you've actually gotten healthy. You've been on a health kick. I've seen it on social media.
0: Well, let's let's um let's truncate that to in the last two months of that time because <laughs> it's been a couple years, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, you you know um I I I've never really done much cooking. I ate out a lot in Sydney because there were always so many great food places near me and once again the gaming was really important so I never really ate uh, cooked much myself beyond very basic like meat and potatoes kind of stuff and uh, looking back I got a lot of food poisoning (laughs) back in the day from from really dodgy (laughs) food places especially when I moved to Coogee I lived in Coogee for a while and I must have got food poisoning once a a day from all the places around there Coogee already doesn't have a great reputation for food (laughs) Really? Yeah because of the whole poo and the ice cream thing
1: What the? Oh, hang on. What are you talking The whole talking about? what in
0: the what? You haven't heard of the Coogee Bay Hotel. I'm pretty sure it was a Koji Bay Hotel. Don't don't sue me if it wasn't. Someone found a poo in their ice cream. You haven't heard this story?
2: Now when you say a poo, do you mean like a chocolate chip in a regular ice cream or someone just took a shit in a cone? Like someone what are took, you talking about?
0: Someone froze a poo and put it in the ice cream and what? served it to a customer who then sued them, I believe. Now, once again, don't quote me on all the details. All I know is when I think of Coochie, I think of poo in ice
1: cream. Oh. <laughs> oh, look, I mean, I've just typed in a couple of random words into Google and other than the fact that my algorithms are now f***ing. Forever. Oh, I you shouldn't welcome. say that it's a Christmas show. Um, <laughs> the first thing that's come up is human excrement found in Free Gelato, Sydney Morning Herald. It was, ge- oh, it was a
2: free gelato. Yeah,
1: this is pretty upsetting. This is an upsetting story, Bajo. We're meant to be talking about happy Christmas food.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, there was it was a type of present for someone that day. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me let me see if I can get across to Christmas. Okay, so gelato sounds like Geppetto who makes puppets which are toys. Christmas. Okay, so Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. I liked watching that happen.
2: You ever seen someone run across the water really fast and kind of like (laughs) not quite go in, but then sort of kind of make it across the... Yeah, so I'm there on the other side of the bank. The conversation has crested that wave and now we need to somehow pivot to... Christmas.
0: I'm so glad I, put, I brought this up. I'm so glad it's it's derailed the podcast already. What are we, eight minutes in? Or f-
1: we can get it back. Bajo,
0: yeah.
1: did you have... A, t- tell me about Christmases in your household when you were little. Were they happy? Were they
0: horrible? Um, for Anything before grade 10 for me was pretty horrific from memory <laughs> just in general. Like everything, not just Christmas. Like everything before grade 10, I went to a horrible school where I got bullied constantly. Oh. All the Christmases were uh. Just just like I never got the cool presents the worst one from memory I'm pretty sure this was christmas was um I remember getting a... There was this new flying plane that came out and everyone was excited about it. You pump it full of water and then let it go? I know the one. So cool, right? Yeah. And, and for me, my birthday is in December, so Christmas and and birthdays kind of blend. And I think it was Christmas. Anyway, we took it out. I was with my uncle. My uncle said, I'm going to have a go first. Shot it off, hit a tree, broke immediately. So that's just like... That's an example of every Christmas for me. Felt like that and lots of arguments. I, I do have some good memories. I am exaggerating a little bit here, but over in New Zealand with my extended Family when I was younger. I do remember just lots of meals and family all together and laughing and lots of farting as well. My family are very into farting uh, loudly. Um, those are the memories, those are the precious memories I hang on to. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) So now, as an
1: adult, has this meant that you want to lean in and go even harder on Christmas to make up for what was some disappointing Christmases by the sounds of things, you know, with all the happiness and farts and all the things that bring back good memories? Or do you like to sort of block Christmas
0: out? Being a streamer now, um, my Christmases are kind of spent – with my audience usually, you know. I usually stream on Christmas day for all the orphans at home. For the orphans, you know, not actual orphans. Um, They don't have the internet as far as I know. Uh, It's for, (laughs) that sounded really mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well. <laughs> I'm okay, sure orphans have the internet. I don't. I, I love orphans. Okay, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I no, think
2: no, no, <laughs> no, no. Baji, you went too far. You went too far. I mean, I wouldn't mm.
0: adopt one, but I love them. No, uh, I, I spend I spend Christmas um, usually usually streaming, and I'll I'll bake something horrendous uh, on my stream. Usually do cooking streams for Christmas. You know, make wow. some. I think I think one year I made a a big. I can't even say it properly. Croquembouche, croquembouche, croquembouche. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: You actually made a crockenbush.
0: Yeah, and it was horrendous. Everything I've made has been horrendous and made me sick on these streams. Or I forget a main ingredient to the last minute and then have to put it in. But I gave it a bloody good go. You know, these cooking streams are fun for 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 others, not for me.
2: Varsha, <laughs> you're a big fan of a game series, as I am, called Dark Souls. Yes. The, the, the core premise of Dark Souls is that the character never really gets stronger. You get better, right? It is mastery through a petition. The That's more right. you do this this thankless task, the more mm. you grind and smash mash yourself against this wall, the better you get at the thing. And I've, I know you clock these games. So it sounds like you have the inverse problem with cooking in that you keep throwing yourself against these walls and just not getting any better. Is that a fair appraisal? That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Uh, um,
0: <laughs> there, there, there are some elements of, of cooking that I have mastered. Uh, and it, it's mostly the um, the breakfast wraps than I have for breakfast. So uh, my wife, my wife does most of our, our cooking here, and I try and make up for that by. You know, uh, doing all the other stuff like cat litter and and um, cleaning. Well, we have cleaners, but you know, gardening. Well, we get a gardener every now and then. But you know, like all the I organize. I call them, um, which she appreciates because she hates phone conversations in general. But you know, I I, I try make up for another ways. But there are a few things that I that I do that I have mastered uh, in the way that I have mastered Dark Souls, and that you just keep going and screaming until eventually, you know, uh, either you die or you master it. And it's uh it's the, the breakfast wraps. Um, it's not. Not my you know it's not my one dish that I would take uh, on an island but the breakfast wraps are delicious. What I do is I have a, I have a, 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 a an, is it an anagram I have something that I say to remind me how I layer it because my wife likes it laid a certain way. So we get these wraps you know these wholesome uh, wholemeal wraps or they're green I think they have spinach in them sometimes anyway it's a, it's a wrap kind of thing and then I say to myself sexy boy cares enough. Uh, which is kind of me saying, I'm a sexy boy and I care enough about my wife to make this breakfast properly for her in the layers. And the S stands for spinach, for sexy. B B is for bacon, although I am vegetarian now. We can get into that. Uh, care, care, care is cheese and enough is egg, one egg on top, um, a little runny. Uh, and then we wrap it and I put it in the little... You know the the press the press heat machine and it, it crisps it up a little bit and then I give it to my wife and she is mildly impressed at best. Uh, I've just
2: I'm
1: just I'm just got so many upsetting words like sexy boy cares enough runny egg in the press heated machine. I just far wow okay Paul you have a question. I'm so angry. I just need to process. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad we let you on this show. No, <laughs>
2: no look, man, it's, it's great that you care enough to be a sexy boy and to make raps for your wife. That's great.
1: And now you're vegetarian. That's also very great.
2: And he's also also vegetarian is not that last conversation we had. So do you want to talk about being vegetarian so we don't have to talk about the acronym anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Basically, about uh, two and a half, three months ago, I went and got my cholesterol test. Well, I got my cholesterol test last year in October, and it was a little high. And I was like, oh, I'd have to think about that. I'm not terribly overweight. Um, I, I have a little bit of a belly, you know. I'd like to think of it as a dad bod who has a, has something under his shirt, you know, like a surprise present for Christmas under his shirt. That's the kind of bod. Surprise present bod is what I had. <laughs> moving on. Um, and uh, I got another test about three months ago, two and a half months ago, and my cholesterol is really high, much higher than my wife, who has a hereditary. Condition. Condition with cholesterol. Mine was much higher than hers as well. So since then, I'm, I'm all about goal orientated drive, right? Mm. And I have a goal, and I, then I I go. Hard to achieve it if I can, um, or die. And for me, I was going to die if I don't fix this. You know, and heart disease is like the biggest killer in in the U.S. I don't know what it is here in Australia for men, but um, it's a real problem. It's a real dangerous thing. My dad had a couple of mini heart attacks, and um, you know, he had bowel cancer and all sorts of things from a terrible diet, uh, as well as he, as well as smoking. You know, twenty four seven and alcoholism and stress. Uh, he was just, just imagine the stressiest thing you've ever seen in your life, and and it was probably my dad. You probably saw him in the street. But um, away from that negative stuff, uh, the the wake-up call for me, so now I exercise 40 minutes kind of a day, and that's really, really helped, I've lost a bit of weight around my neck, the belly's still there, but I feel better, and who would have thought, all these people who told me over the years, hey, exercise, it gives you endorphins, it makes you feel great, I'm like, get stuffed, whatever, I feel great when I sit down and eat a giant pizza all to myself in one sitting, which I did many times in my life, but no, it really helps, so doing that, and then also thinking about my health, and you know, vegetarian is something I've always wanted to try, and we kind of experimented a few days here a few days there with with mixed success my wife and I but because of this I'm like uh, okay so, Pollution in the world, right? Mm. There are three prongs to it. And I'm not, I don't want to get preachy about it, but there are, these are just the three things that convinced me. Um, for my own health, because, you know, I, I'm eating too much meat anyway. Pollution, so much of air pollution and greenhouse gases is caused by the meat industry. And that's a huge thing. And we all know the world is burning. Um, and that's in the forefront of, of my mind at the moment, too. So those two things. And the third thing, which I've forgotten ethics. That's it, ethics. So ethics are the. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh my god! Is it actually ethics? Yeah, it is actually ethics. Okay, um, great. So I think I've been hanging on to this kind of guilt a little bit that I didn't realise was there, but also it's a it's a big health thing for me and an ethic thing. I don't know where how this meat was treated. You know, like I stopped having a lot of fast food recently and mm. as well, and because I don't know how that meat was treated. I think if this steak is cheap or if this burger is cheap, the animal that that was this probably had a terrible life probably had an awful awful life and I just don't know the not knowing I've also been learning about like I looked at my uh, bathroom and 90% of the stuff I use was is tested on animals you know everything in my bathroom head and shoulders Listerine Gillette all these brands all these big brands test on animals and I'm like if, if I don't know what tests on animals how do I know how my meat is treated so yeah ethics ethics even though I momentarily forgot about ethics for a moment there, it, it, that was a big part of it too. But it was the, three, the three-pronged the thing that pushed me over the edge. And I don't want to sound preachy about it, you know, because everyone's got to find their own way to their own their own place. But for me, all of these things have really changed my life. And it, honestly, it was so easy to go vegetarian. There are so many amazing options now compared to even just five years ago.
2: Well, with that in mind, we're going to ask you what the one Christmas dish you would bring to Dish Island. And I'm now realising that it's probably going to be vegetarian, right? Unless you've given yourself some sort of cheat day, but, I mean, what is your desert island Christmas dish? Oh, that's easy.
0: Banana bread. Oh... (laughs)
2: Oh, no. No, yeah,
0: banana bread. Just cover my body in it. Let me make a giant banana bread coffin and put me inside it. If I could take anything to an island, I would, but it's got to be toasted. Now, this has been a big point of controversy with the people I've told about this. Some people don't actually toast their banana bread. Did you guys know this?
2: I like the saltiness of butter on the sweetness of the banana bread. So I like a toasted banana bread. Or I like it's so fresh that it's still hot enough to melt the butter. But are you really coming up against resistance to toasted banana bread?
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people are like, why would you toast banana bread? That's insane. How could you if, 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 How could you not toast it? Do you want a soggy cake in your mouth? Go have some soggy cake. This is banana bread. The crispy outer shell of it. You know, the way that it cuts the roof of your mouth if it's overdone. All of that is ble- bliss. It's bliss. The cutting of the roof of your mouth just lets the beautiful banana bread and, and butter and sugar soak into your mouth more. Right? It's amazing. You've got to have it sharp. you got to have it sharp and cooked well, not not, not, not too soggy on the inside because if you do it too fast, it's not going to work. It's not going to be good.
1: I'm, I'm all for a banana bread. Uh, Jamie Oliver's got an incredible recipe that we use quite a lot. I probably make a loaf for you every three weeks or so, Paul. Yeah, yeah. But oh. on what planet Bajo, is this a Christmas food? I mean, you, I, first of all, you talk about banana bread a lot when we were at Hoovians, and I thought I? it was some weird joke. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> I thought it was maybe a gaming reference or something. I didn't get why you spoke about banana bread so much. Now, understanding you just really like banana bread, that's great. But is this something Christmas morning, you're going to run downstairs and sit in front of whatever presents you've been given and crave banana bread? Is that really what you want?
0: It's all. It's. It doesn't matter what day it is. It's. It's the thing I want most all the time. It can be Christmas, it can be New Year's Eve, it could be the day of my daughter's wedding, or it could be my funeral, and I will want banana bread in my mouth. It's just. I just want it. It's never bad, you know, to have it. Like I said, as long as it's toasted, it's. It's never not a good time. I mean, to have banana bread in my mouth.
2: I would argue that the day of your funeral is a very bad time for someone to be jamming banana bread in your dead mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey It's in, It's
0: gonna be in my will So um, It's all a part of it Banana bread Jammed in my mouth And I want them to play uh, See you later Alligator That song At my funeral They're my only two wishes You're a weird dude Bajo
1: But we're really Really grateful That you came to Dish Island And To any orphans Out there First of all Bajo approves Of your existence No
2: they can't be They're not listening to this Because they don't have the internet They don't you. have the
1: internet <laughs> I'm so sorry If you know of any orphans Out there
2: Please give generous. Tell
1: them that Bajo We'll be doing a stream just for them on Christmas Day. So if they can only find the internet.
2: Oh, we've gone way too far to On that road.
1: note, everybody, thank Bajo for coming. I apologise for what you've just had to go through, but we still hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Well, there you have it, folks. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bajo's so sweet.
2: You know he's on a billboard now?
1: He is on a billboard in Adelaide. If you live in Adelaide, go look up because apparently Bajo's face will be raining down upon you. It's
2: like an eclipse. You can't look directly at it or it will make you blind. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another piping hot episode of the 12 Days of Dishmas.
1: Tomorrow's guest is a television presenter, writer, fashion icon and social media powerhouse. And she has some incredible tips on how you can take the pressure down this Christmas and really enjoy time with your family. So don't miss out on that episode. I'm taking her Botham,
2: I'm Paul Verhoeven.
1: And this is the 12 Days of Dishmas.
2: Bye.